Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to show number 288 from Engage for Success. Um, it's Joe Moffat here. I'm your host for this week's show. And um, I'm joined today by Chetna, Chetna Bat. Uh, Chetna is a certified coach and co-founder of an organization called Being Lawyers. And we're going to be talking particularly about the link between well-being and employee engagement and some new thinking and some new understandings that can help us to, to really um, get on top of well-being as far as uh, us as individuals are concerned and also from, a, from an employer perspective. So, um, Chetna, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Joe. It's a real honour to be here. Good. Well, thank you. And, and uh, we've, got, we've got half an hour, really, to talk about the subject. Um, before we kick off, I just wanted to do a, um, a, a shameless plug for um, Engage for Success and our annual conference. Uh, so I just want to make sure that our listeners have got the date in their diary and, and, and you as our guest as well, Chetna. Um, Tuesday, the 10th of September, QE2 uh, Conference Centre in Westminster is the date for this year's um, Engage for Success annual conference. And the theme, um, which I think is of interest and relevance to what we're going to be talking about today, is called, um, uh, oh my God, the, the theme of the conference, <laughs> and it's, it's completely gone out of my head. Um, yeah, in, um, oh God, I'll come back to it in a moment. That's pathetic, isn't it? It'll it's all to do to with well-being, mental, mental well-being, you see. My, my mental well-being has obviously gone out the window at the end of a stressful Monday. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it is around hearts and minds, and it's something like enhance, um, I'll come back to it in a moment anyway. Uh, so, Chetna, tell us a little bit about, if you would, about your background, uh, your, your personal and professional backgrounds, and, and kind of why you're here today to talk about this topic. Sure, thank you. Um, so I split my week between two roles. Um, for half the week, I'm lawyering. And mm-hmm. for the other half of the week, I'm running being lawyers. And mm-hmm. to take you back, sort of maybe seven years ago, when I was working full-time as a busy lawyer, um, up until that point, I'd had experience in both private practice and then into in-house. And I, my experience of life in general actually not just in law but was Mm. one of you know just being in a chronic state of stress so I would Mm -hmm. kind of describe myself as somebody who was always distracted and in my head I was worrying about everything overthinking overanalyzing and just generally finding things hard and Mm -hmm. um, all of this resulted in me falling ill overnight with a chronic illness which just turned life upside down for me and a few months later, I was diagnosed with um, ME chronic fatigue syndrome. And right. what then followed was me sort of for the very first time, really, asking myself deeper questions such as, you know, what do I want and um, what makes me happy and all this kind of stuff. And it kick-started a personal development journey, which is what led to me going on to qualify as an executive coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I then had sort of years of symptoms, um, but also during that time, I was working with coaches and mentors and learning so much. And during this time, really following what traditional psychology offers. 
So a lot of reframing, positive affirmations. Um, I was using coping strategies such as meditation on a daily basis, yoga, EFT. I'm not sure if you've heard of that emotional freedom technique. There were all kinds of things that I was using at this time to try and get better. And I Mm -hmm. remember my doctor saying to me, well, you're probably going to be about 80% well, you know, potentially forever. And I thought that was as good as it got. And then what happened was, I fell upon a new understanding of the mind, and that's what I wanted to be talking about today. Um, And it was very much the full stop of um, what I was looking for, and it led to my full recovery. And it then led, of course, to me uh, forming being lawyers and sharing this with other people. And it's what I would describe as the game changer in in our experience of life. Okay. Okay, sounds intriguing, um, and, and we'll certainly be going into that in a little bit more detail. Um, so clearly, um, I could do with some help, because obviously I was, <laughs> um, I was failing miserably at the beginning here. But um, if I could just go back to that. Engaging hearts, engaging minds is the theme of this year's right. conference. So you can see where I was going with that. And I was obviously trying far <laughs> too hard to make, some, to make the link, and, um, and it completely went out of my head. So... So there you are, a perfect example of um, <laughs> when you know something absolutely inside out, but some, for some reason it just completely goes. So my apologies for that. Um, so, so being lawyers then was, was founded on the basis of this newfound insight. So it, it is, that is its raison d'etre, is it, Chetna? It's absolutely the focus of what I teach. I mean, I was actually teaching way before being lawyers. I've been coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. But the basis of what I was teaching, the the form of it has completely changed to what I now um, refer to as, yeah, this new understanding of the mind. Mm-hmm. And and you you told me that that scary statistic that eighty your GP saying well you know you you could probably going to get to be eighty percent well and you were thinking that's as good as it gets where where would you be on the percentage scale now would you say I've been a hundred percent well for about two years now right right so uh, that's that's so, yeah, yeah. They, they were wrong <laughs> <laughs> very much so and and you know it it I was flabbergasted if I'm completely honest because I took part in a research study which was teaching this understanding of the mind in connection with chronic fatigue um, syndrome and I thought Mm -hmm. well what have I got to lose I've tried everything else in the world I'll throw my hat in the ring and um, within three weeks I I had an insight that was um, that blew my mind and Mm -hmm. I was able to see I was able to see really quite deeply um, how I was innocently creating uh, this chronic state of mental stress, which was creating, in, in turn, very real physiological symptoms. And once mm. I saw through that, the symptoms fell away. It was fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I think it is. I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Is this is this um, the act, the link between the mental and the real physical? demonstration of the symptoms that arise from that it's not it's not simply um you know either mental or physical they are intrinsically linked and 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 to to understand one you need to understand the other and uh and and the connection between them so yeah really really interesting so um in terms of your your current role um you you obviously are involved in um being lawyers and you are teaching and training on this topic um but you also have a sort of um 
a, a part-time day job as well, I think, where you're still practicing law. Is that right? I do, yes. And mm. um, it's funny because I thought for a while that law was just inherently stressful and I wouldn't be able to um, carry on practicing law um, in any way that was anything other than stressful. And mm. um, what, I, what I discovered with what I now teach is that um, that's just not how the system works and it's been really cool for me to go back into law and be able to um, know, have a completely different experience even though all of the external things are the same, the workload's the same, the team's the same, all the sort of same external challenges are there and yet mm-hmm. I have a completely different internal experience of it and I'm now able to understand what this thing called stress is such that when it comes around, because it does come around, because I'm human, when it comes mm-hmm. around, it doesn't look the same to me anymore, and it doesn't have the same hold on me, um, so it doesn't last as long, and right. that has been just huge for me to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's move on to talk a little bit more about that then, if we can, um, Chetna. Um, can you can you it, begin to explain? what it is that you, you discovered and how you, know, how you came upon it and, and what, the, what we should take away from that, what we can take away from that to perhaps um, benefit from it in the same way you have. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously I only have a limited amount of time and so I can only really give you a glimpse in, yes, in today's talk. Um, but what really struck me about it was simplicity of it and it's so profound and yet so simple and mm-hmm. um, it also applies to absolutely everybody in exactly the same way so no matter what your circumstances um, everyone so long as you're a human being <laughs> is subject to this thing called the human mind and so it works the same we've way. all got one after all um, haven't we yeah <laughs> exactly and the other thing that makes this tiny bit different is that it's insight based so I can talk about it, um, but it isn't really going, the juice of it isn't coming from um, information. It's not like I just share a load of information with you and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's about you experiencing it for yourself through insight. So only if you experience it and you gain insight through your own experience will you be able to understand it. So that's kind of how it works. Um, and right. by the way, this is, all, this is called, the, the understanding is called the three principles. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was to tell you a bit more about it, I mean, the, the, the major thing really is that the whole of our life is a psychological experience. And um, it really cleared up a misunderstanding that I had and that I think society at large has about the way in which our experience of everything um, works. And um, what I started to learn about was, first of all, um, how state of mind works. So there's an, we're all navigating this invisible variable called our state of mind. And by state of mind, I'm referring to um, the quality of our thinking in a particular moment. Mm-hmm. And um, what we don't realize is that that is running the show and it's affecting absolutely everything. So on the topic of employee engagement, I can guarantee that in one state of mind, I'm completely distracted and um, completely caught up in my thoughts. And yet in another state of mind, I'm deeply present and connected and engaged and motivated. And Mm -hmm. understanding the, the, the nature, the fluctuating nature of that 
has enabled me to relate differently, really, to that mental chatter that we all have in our mind. Um, and if I could sort of maybe help you by using an analogy um, yeah. of a snow globe. So right, if I were okay. to um, shake a snow globe really vigorously, um, mm-hmm. what will happen is, um, it's a little bit like our mind. If I shake it really vigorously, I've got lots of thoughts going on and I can't see things as clearly. Whereas if I put the globe, snow globe down on the table, all on its own, it naturally, fall, the, the snow falls down to the, to the bottom and I have a clear picture of what's inside that snow globe. And it's exactly the same way with our mind. When we stop, playing with it and analyzing and resisting and overthinking um, and actually be with whatever feelings we have um, without playing with them. Our mind automatically self-corrects and um, we're able to access that clarity of mind from which engagement and all of those other lovely things like productivity and reaching our potential live. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is this a little bit like um, I'm familiar with, for example, the the neuroscience thinking of um, uh, David um, David Scarf, and he talks about the away state and the towards state, and how when you're in a, the away state, you can't focus, you can't concentrate, you can't be creative, you can't collaborate. It's driven by stress and cortisol, and goes right back to the sort of um, uh, uh, fight and flight responses which we can't really help mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't know about David's work to comment on that but I do know that what happened with me was on a daily basis I was controlling and managing my energy and I thought that that was very useful I, I had to ration my energy so um, I was overthinking continuously what I was and wasn't able to do and mm-hmm. I had no appreciation of how that was triggering my fight or flight response and keeping me in a chronic stress state, which was over time keeping me in a red alert state, which was having me experience all of these symptoms. And mm-hmm. um, once I saw through um, the fact that I didn't need to believe these thoughts to be true, I didn't need to give them any kind of significance or um, play with them, resist them, I didn't need to do anything with them they would just go they would come and go and I didn't need to do anything with them and of course I didn't keep myself in some sort of a chronic state either so right, stress right. went away okay so so that so the the first principle then is that um all of our life is this psychological experience with fluctuating states of mind and the first thing is to understand that is that right yeah yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about um, – that's one thing that I could talk about mm-hmm. with the, um, in relation to this work. Um, the, mm-hmm. the three principles are actually thought, mind, and consciousness, but it would mm-hmm. probably distract you if I were to talk about those in depth. I would just say that one piece to it, absolutely, is that we have an experience of life that's inside out. So it's an internal one. 100% of the time, it's an internal experience, whatever it is that's going on externally. Mm-hmm. So it's within, our, it's within our gift to understand it if we know what the key is to understanding it. Yeah, as I say, um, it has, well, first of all, it had a healing effect on me that's been mm-hmm. completely life-changing. 
But more than that, it's enabled me to go back into law and work in a completely different way. So I used to experience, I'd be, I'd be ruminating for hours and hours every single day about things, not appreciating that that was essentially keeping me in a stressed out state. So I would be looking at outside circumstances, you know, they could be anything, they could be my workload, they could be my hours, they could be anything external. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's easy to point our fingers and blame those things, whereas actually, um, you will always have people experience things in a different way. And the reason for that is because our only experience of anything is an internal one. Yes, yes, of course. Okay. Um, Righto. Tell, tell me, tell us more then, Chetna. Where do we go with that understanding then? So um, we're talking about, you know, this link between well-being and engagement. And mm-hmm. um, if I were to talk about how this understanding really provides a solid foundation of well-being, one of the other pieces that I would point to is that that I didn't appreciate that I went on to learn from this was that we all have innate well-being and that was huge for me to see because as I described earlier there I was with a long list of things that I needed to do and it would only be if I deployed all of these things that I would be okay so it was almost like I would yeah only if I had my ducks in a row would I experience this thing called well-being But actually, Mm -hmm. what I came to learn was well-being is a place to come from. It's not a destination to reach. And so I had resources inside of me that I was able to draw upon that, frankly, I didn't really know existed. And I was able to draw upon that to just guide me moment to moment with whatever I needed to do to help myself, with whatever um, situation I was in, in law, in my business, I can now draw on this. Um, innate wisdom, if you like, that just tells mm-hmm. me what I need to do moment to moment. Um, and I sort of sort of saw how I was really getting in my own way beforehand. You know, I was really working myself up in my mind and just not realizing that I was blocking what we all have in abundance inside of us. Um, and so it was a real game changer for me to be able to see, gosh, this is how it works. And, and, and to really live that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so, so then if we take that a step further, if what you're saying is that we all of us have within us an innate well-being that is actually there mm. at the beginning, um, an awful lot of the conversation in the workplace around health and well-being, uh, a lot of it is actually about um, having well-being done to you or having well-being initiatives um, applied to you or um, thinking about how to make your workforce experience well-being and what you're actually describing is that because we have an innate sense of well-being within us all actually if we only knew how we could actually unleash that for ourselves or be helped to unleash that for ourselves. Is that is that right? That's exactly right, Joe. That's exactly right. Um, what I what I discovered was just how this turns everything on its head 
that I believed to be true, that most people innocently believe to be true, because we're just mm. not and, and with all the, with all the um, not, and not just innocently, but with a sense of goodwill and, and all, with all of the best of course. intentions. Yeah, yeah let's, let's provide bags, uh, you know, baskets of fruit for our employees. Let's get the yoga in. Let's have the gym. Let's do this. Let's do that. And those are all yeah. almost initiatives being done to people or, or put in place for people, aren't they? Um, with all, as yeah, you said, with, I all mean, the, with all the right of it, best of intentions. Yeah, I see it really as treating the symptoms rather than treating the root cause. And so, mm. um, I, I, I also, as I mentioned earlier, started my coaching practice looking at all of these things. I was going out there and I was teaching tools and techniques and strategies, and you know, I was talking about you know, eat well and stuff like that. And mm. um, what it wasn't until I realised looked in a different direction and started to learn about all of this but I realized that um, I wasn't addressing the root cause of the way in which we as human beings experience anything by talking about that and so now Mm. this is all I talk about right right so uh, I mean you're not saying though that organizations should just can all the fair health and well-being initiatives and approaches are you no, I'm not saying that. Um, it's, it's really cool to um, be guided by our own internal um, wisdom that I was referring to earlier, because mm-hmm. it might be that I'm internally being guided to, you know, I might have a thought, oh, now's a really good time for me to have a meditation session, and then I'll go off mm-hmm. and do that. Now's a really good time for me to have a really good, healthy, nutritious meal. And then I go off and do that. Now's a good time for me to go off and have a walk. And then I go off and do that. So I'm not suggesting for a second that they aren't useful things. But I'm saying that if we look to that, look to those things as um, the route to well-being, then we're looking in the wrong direction because um, it's almost like we need to look before that at, okay, what is it? instinctively intuitively you know that really is speaking to us about what will help us right now and, and it could mm. be anything um, and you know there's no one size fits all answer because all different all, all organizations are so different in their own needs mm. so mm. um so the leaders within those organizations with this understanding are going to be able to intuit exactly what would be perfect for them and it may take the form of any of those things it may not mm. Mm. and and i guess would you say that this is as much about individuals taking responsibility for their own well-being and understanding what makes them tick and what's good for them and what works for them as it is about organizations trying to think holistically about their their workforce where where does the where does the balance lie in your view chetna well i think that the change for sustainable change to happen, we have to have personal insights of our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, that speaks for every single level of an organization. And um, when, as a lawyer myself, I have, with this understanding, been able to work in a different way. Um, as a leader within my business, I am able to work in a different way and informs what I might do with people that I'm collaborating with. It informs who I might be working with. And so 
because I mentioned earlier that our only experience of anything is a psychological one, the only way in which we can kind of address this is from looking at it from an individual basis. But when we're talking about employers, it's seeing the value in that. And, and, you know, really empowering our employees to see the power in being able to understand all of this, to be able to help themselves. Um, because, again, there won't be one size fits all answer to that. And every employee is going to have different needs. But when, with this understanding, at least they're guided from something that actually is true mm. and going to help mm. them. Mm. And, of course, in, a, in an ideal world, I mean, you described at the start of the show, you described that personal personal journey you've been on and that point of realization that kind of um cusp of change was was driven by a medical diagnosis um and a, a, a complete change in your in your life as a result of that now of course what you're what you're looking to do here is to say well you know you don't have to wait for something bad to happen or for some crisis or other to, to arise um, you can head that off at the past by getting that better understanding and personal personal insights that um, can help you as an individual. Yeah, exactly, Joe. I mean, everything that I'm talking about is um, preventative in nature. And so, as you say, I kind of learned the hard way um, yeah. with a bit of a wake-up call, but it doesn't have to be that way at all. You know, this this. Uh, understanding is out there and accessible to people and so um, you don't need to wait for something bad to happen Um, it's a really great thing for us to understand um, what is this thing called well-being how can I have a really solid foundation from which to navigate life so that um, you know I'm going to look after myself I'm not going I'm going to be able to navigate whatever comes my way with a grace and a means Mm, mm. Now, I can understand, um, I mean, clearly, there's an enormous amount of depth behind everything that you're talking about here, and we can only just absolutely skim the surface in, in the, the mm. half an hour that we've got and the, and the four minutes that we've got remaining to us. <laughs> but um, I, I just wonder how, um, because this is very personal, what you're just, you know, your insight would not be my insight, would not be someone else's mm. insight. So if we're talking about this from an organizational perspective, how might this, how might an intervention around this present itself? You know, how, how can an organization enable something like this to benefit their people, given that everybody is an individual? Yeah, so um, the principles are applicable to everyone, and mm-hmm. they really accept Explain the human experience and we all work in exactly the same way so um, when I talk about this fluctuating state of mind none of us are immune from that and every single one of us is affected by it in exactly the same way when I talk about we all have innate well-being every single one of us has access to that the mm-hmm. solutions that then come from that are individual and moment to moment different you know to different people um but the underlying teachings are the same for everybody and that is in and of itself incredibly valuable to know um on a practical you know day-to-day basis being able to embed this understanding into an organization is huge 
and that's where real transformation lies. And so one of the things I'm doing at the moment um, working with law firms is bringing in a program where they actually have people understand this really deeply and they become the people that people can go to to have these types of conversations. Look, I'm dealing with something and I really need to be more resilient right now. What do I need to do? And, um, and mm-hmm. to really have uh, well-being, a real shift in well-being such that it infiltrates the whole organization by having people talk this stuff. Right, right. So they're, they're, ideally there's a kind of, hate to use the word champion but you know there's a there's a a champion or or somebody that understands this inside an organization who can almost be like a kind of counselor uh uh, advisor um to to individuals bearing in mind that the the teaching but but the but the insight the, the individual application of that is very personal sure yeah fascinating okay so how do companies do that then Well, um, I kind of talk to them right at the beginning about what their needs are because, of course, they're all different. But Mm. as I say, I can go in and actually um, give them an introduction to this understanding and then have them um, select people who are really interested in, you know, experiencing less stress, having, being able to fulfill their potential and mm. once, by being in this conversation, at, it, it, it's a way of deeply embedding the understanding that I'm talking about, such that on right. a daily basis, we just have more and more access to this. And then, yeah. yes, going off and doing whatever initiatives internally, being there for fellow staff to help them and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, great. We, it's been lovely having you, Chetna. Thank you so much. Um, if people want to find out more, because um, clearly there is a lot, lot more. How do they go about doing that? Just just finish up by sharing that, if you would. Sure. So um, our, my website is www.beinglawyers.com, and there I have um, free resources available um, through a members club. Um, separately, though, I recommend a book called Inside Out Revolution by Michael Neal. That's probably my favorite text on mm-hmm. what I've been talking about today. So if it interests you, okay. um, that's where I would lead you. Lovely. Chenna, it's been great. Fascinating. Um, Certainly look forward to reading more myself. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And goodbye. Thank you so much. Engage for Success Radio. Raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.